um, turnouts in turnouts, our elections. Yes. Last four years was a record. Okay, and I am saying again, it is not the same this time round. So yes, I doubt if on their own strength, okay, they can push over the government. Hmm. But the government is in a situation where it needs to work hard to retain power. That is why I say it can't be won. It can only be lost. All right. Well, uh, this is your election headquarters. And by the way, use that hashtag on social media, okay? Uh, whatever it is you're thinking, whatever you want to share, whatever you want to hear read out on radio or see read out on television, make sure you use the hashtag electionHQ uh, so that we'll see what you're saying and we'll share it with the world. We're also live on all of our social media handles, Facebook um, and uh, Instagram as well. So make sure that you're uh, not left behind on any of the discussions we're having right right here in the studio. And, um, of course, my guests, Clara Berry-Cassati and Kofi Bentel. Clara, Kofi raises the point of voter turnout. And, indeed, last year, we were surprised. Huge turnout, a record. However, there was a lot of analysis, especially after the election, when the NDC went around the country trying to figure out why they lost. A lot of analysis that suggested a certain amount of apathy particularly for NDC voters, in their strongholds, they believe people just decided not to come out and vote uh, rather than come out and vote for uh, the, 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 the person they thought was letting them down, in this case, John Mahama. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance that might reverse this time around? We certainly have a bigger electoral role. Could we see a certain reversal of apathy that might work in favor of one party or the other? Well, that, that would be difficult um, to, to say, particularly because I don't have any knowledge of the particular terrain that mm. they are talking about. So I wouldn't be able to say concretely whether or not there would be a turnout from there. But if I monitor the discussions on social media and mainstream media and also interactions with people, I expect there to be a, a bigger turnout this time. Mm. Yes, I because if you look at the registration, I think a lot, they, they also recorded quite high numbers um, people came out to register and all of that and we would want to believe that the reason they came out to register is that they have an interest um, um, in voting as well so yes, I wouldn't be surprised to see a bigger turnout Mm. Who would it favour though if there is a a reversal of apathy? I think it would favour the opposition, the NDC Usually apathy is suffered by the incumbents so if there is a huge turnout the NPP has a lot to be afraid of um, because monitoring my friends, both MPP and NDC, I think the enthusiasm is higher on the NDC side. Um, the MPP people are determined. So I'm explaining enthusiasm in the essence. They are mm. determined to hold power, and they are really turning out everybody they can turn out. But there's this whole middle of uncommitted people, okay, who you call neutrals. I don't... <laughs> I always say I'm independent. And... Nobody wins an election without that group. People who are non-committal to any party per se. Now, when you talk about apathy, it is not apathy of the base. The base is never apathetic. You can always count on the NPP base to turn out. You can always count on the NDC base to turn out. The one who wins is the one who wins the middle, uncommitted okay, voter. And there is apathy in that group. 
So that's where the problem is. And that apathy, if um, they don't deal with it or they don't, don't get people out, usually will work against the incumbent. Mm. Okay, so um, I, I don't agree with Clara that we will beat the um, turnout for last time. But I am happy really? to Really? You be, think we'll have a, a lower turnout? I think we'll be just about the same number, but I don't have any scientific basis for it except the sentiments that I've picked on. Right. Of course, the electoral register gave us essentially the same numbers, just a little bit higher. Mm. Normally, it should have been significantly higher because you have many people becoming 18 and all the things that have gone on, but that's another argument. Mm. Um, so, yes, we have just a few people. Um, we didn't have a big jump. Okay, so essentially the same amount of number of people. So the new people are the eighteen-year-olds, etc. And everywhere in the world, they don't vote. So I hope somebody can turn them out. And right, we'll see how it goes. Well, thank you both. Um, sparkling so far, just like I predicted. But there's even more going on across the country as people gear up for the uh, the you know the first hour of voting. So back to Mamavi um, and of course Mamavi has uh, links and connections with everyone else around the country. Let's find out what's going on. Connections with everyone else around the country. Let's find out what's going on. Exactly. Uh, Koja Yang Singh from Studio 997. Let's go on the grounds. Uh, Manuel Kranting is in the Ayawaso West Wagon constituency. That's a very interesting constituency, one that we're watching closely. Now Manuel, what can you report this morning? Well, so, Mamavi, just like you can see behind me in your shot currently, there are scores of people who have queued and, in fact, lined up in readiness for uh, this morning's polls. I'm told uh, from the number of people who have seen here, in fact, the number of uh, them that I've spoken to, some of them came as early as 1 a.m. That's well over five hours, uh, you know, already. And all in anticipation of that big moment when they go into the booth to cast their ballot for, uh, you know, their favorite candidates and so on. Well, this particular uh, polling center is Mesa Sabah Hall Polling Center 1, and it's divided into two, just according to um, the Electoral Commission's directive of not having more than 700, you know, uh, um, um, electorate within one polling center. So it, it, it's together, the uh, Mesa Sabah Hall 1A and B together make up, you know, one of the most populous polling stations within the Ayawaso West Wagon constituency. A total of 1,019 people expected uh, to cast their ballots um, today within this uh, particular polling center. I'm going to take you around really just as you can see behind me a number of them already lined up. I'm going to speak to one of the folks who came really early um, around 1 a.m. this morning to queue and make sure that people do not overtake him as it were. Um, as you can see in your shot, really strict adherence to COVID-19 protocols. A number of them are wearing their face masks. And as the EC has maintained, there will be no vote uh, if there's no uh, mask. And so most of them, as you can see, are here with uh, their face masks. I'll just get a bit closer to a few of them and then uh, speak to them. Uh, my boss, good morning. What's your name? Yaojima. Yaojima, great to talk to you. Um, what time did you get here? What time did you get here? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Now, Obaya, no, she's sharing now. Who's saying? Uh, Baby, I did a knock on Kama Kama Kama. Protocol, 
Okay. Uh, great. So, Mama, you heard this gentleman uh, um, tell me that he came here around 6 a.m. and he's expecting to cast his ballot in time so he's able to monitor proceedings across the country. And so, for most of them who have come here, um, just like you're, you're, you're hearing, the idea is to be able to cast their ballot in time just so uh, they can get the feed um, across. What this gentleman here um, came around 1 a.m. and he is the first on, on, on the queue. My boss, good morning. Great to talk to you. Uh, what time do you get here? Around 1 to 2. Around 1 to 2. I mean, is that not dangerous at the time? The, the place would have been pitch black. Oh, no. It's not dangerous to me. Okay, so since 1 a.m. that you got here, what have you been doing? I was standing on the line. I haven't been doing, I, I'm not doing anything. You are not doing anything and you're just waiting to cast your ballot? Yes, please. So, so tell me, I mean, as the crowd is growing and the numbers are also growing, it seems that people are, you know, getting a bit closer to one another, uh, impossible breach of the COVID-19 protocol. What have been your observations? You must to protect yourself. Okay. Mm, because okay. that's why they say when you are coming, use your nose mask before. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm. Great. Uh, and Mamavi, uh, you would know that the Iowa West Wagon constituency became quite popular and in 2019 when uh, that by-election was held um, to replace the then, uh, you know, late member of parliament, Emmanuel Chamanti uh, Ejako. Um, there, there are still issues and, you know, concerns about security. Let me speak to um, one of them about what the expectations are in terms of security arrangement. Numbers. Uh, you, you have been here. What, what time did you get here? Around Two. Around two. Yeah. Okay. So, what have you seen so far? Everything has been smooth. No commotion. No confusion. But so far, so good. Well, so far, so good. In 2019, there was a by-election, which you know ended up in some sort of violence. Well, for a voter like you who has come here really early to come cast your ballot, what are your expectations? Actually, this is my first time, so okay. I expect anything that will come true. But I think this should be a good vote. Yeah, this year will be better. This year should be better. And what, what about you? Think same. I do think same. I second it. I think so far everyone has adhered to the protocols and as time goes, we'll see how it goes. As time goes, uh, you see, and, and if we could just turn the camera around this way, um, you see the inscription here, um, no mask, no entry, essentially signaling um, all the people who will be coming here to vote that they are not allowed to enter without um, their mask. Well, we'll try and get into um, the yard itself where the uh, voting will be taking place to get some scenes of how the EC is arranging and setting up the place to make sure that people are able uh, to cast their ballot without any uh, impediment. So that is the entry point into the Mesa Saba Hall where there are two polling centers essentially to, um, you know, reduce the numbers. And, and I can confirm to you that there's security present um, over here. You can see some, uh, you know, police personnel in their uniform just on guard. And what I'm told is that well, there's an arrangement so that there is a cap that will be put on a number of people who are allowed to enter into the hall proper at a time so that they're able to, you know, um, keep the uh, traffic in check and there's no, uh, you know, um, um, breach of uh, COVID-19 protocols. And boss, uh, you are already in the queue. Speak to me about what time you got here and how the process has been for you so far. I got here as early as 12 a.m. 12 a.m.? 12 a.m., yeah. I was here at 12 a.m. I met a couple of guys who were already in the queue, but they are in the, at the other polling, polling center. So those who are already in the queue, some already stay in this hall. So if they are already in the hall, 
They don't have to go outside to go form a new queue. Okay. That's why they're already in the queue. Okay. Okay. And, and you got here at 12 a.m. And th- that's the reason you're, you're uh, in this queue. Talk to me about security. Um, as, as you definitely know, has been the news for uh, some unfortunate reasons. As, as you've come here, what are your expectations? I'm expecting uh, what happened during the by-election won't happen again. Mm. Mm. I mean, during the by-election, the security forces that came to beat up people, mm. now all the other parties are ready for them. Mm. So I'm expecting that they don't repeat that same okay. error again. Okay. Because it might lead to a lot of chaos. Lead to a lot of chaos. Now, almost all the security forces are all shared to different, different polling centers. Mm. But they might not have that sort of mm. violence here again. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I'm expecting that things to go well, mm-hmm. peacefully, because this is Lego. Mm-hmm. We don't expect any hoodlums to come here and cause chaos. Mm-hmm. We, have our, we have the Lego on internal security, but we have the police people here. Mm-hmm. So far, mm-hmm. there's been no chaos. As you can see outside, the queue is, is orderly. This place is orderly, and we are all moving peacefully. So I expect that before we end this, 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 this voting, not no harm comes to anybody. Mm. Definitely. Great. Uh, thank you for speaking to me. Um, and so this is what you have. And just before I hand over back to you in the studio, I'm just going to show you visuals of um, what the electoral of, uh, commission's officials themselves are doing. Currently, as you can see, the setup is ongoing. And I earlier reported that at exactly 6 a.m., the uh, ballot materials were here at the polling center and they began setup. So you can see uh, the ballot papers themselves, uh, you know, being checked by the polling agents together with the EC officials just to confirm and make sure that everything uh, adds up. So, uh, again, as, as we move on, I'll make sure that I will bring you uh, some updates. But generally, here at the Mens Sabah Hall uh, polling center within the Ayawaso West Wagon constituency, all seems calm with people upbeat. And as you heard, people came here as early as 12 a.m. in anticipation of that big vote um, today. So, my if you can hear me, um, these are the scenes, and we we'll hope to bring you more as the day uh, progresses. Manuel, just uh, tell us as you drove through the constituency because Ayawaso West Wagon is an interesting place, also because of the by-election that turned violent. So, tell us about security. What have you witnessed? Great. So um, I, I, the, the line seems to be a bit faint, but if I can hear you, you're asking a question about the security um, arrangement. And uh, that's, that's indeed something that I've seen. In fact, I've noticed quite a number of, uh, you know, um, security officials. I've seen uh, police, uh, uniformed men and women here. And maybe if we could just try and get you the shot, because we're seeing them patrol the uh, various uh, police centers. I've, I've told you that two uh, polling centers here. And and ahead of the election itself, both candidates, if you like, uh, the leading candidates within the constituency, I'm talking about the incumbent MP, Madam Lydia Sarah Malhassan, and then the, her main contender from the NDC, um, John Dumelo. We've seen them go on peace walks um, together, holding hands and shaking hands, you know, urging their supporters to stay calm. 